Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'm Sue Smith. And we love scams. And we love scams. We love scams. We love you guys. Um, the world's falling apart, but we're here for it. We're back to talk about scams. Um, about scams. Right. Is the world falling apart? Will we be here in a day or an hour? And also, it's about time things fell apart. Will America exist next year? I don't know. Literally, who knows? (laughs) Who cares? Will we have an election that is, like, properly done and not in revolt? I don't know. Is Russia going to jump on in again (laughs) and join the party? Yeah, probably. Not to be so negative, but yes, Russia will get involved. I know it. (laughs) Yes. Katie, any good putting you on the spot? Like I always, any good scams in your life lately? Uh, you know, there's a couple things I've been reading that I'm researching. I always do this. I'm no, so it's mad. Fine. I, I don't mean It's fine to do because this. you know our lives are riddled with scam and scam intrigue. And there are a couple things that I've been reading and researching that I'm going to hold on. So the number one thing I've noticed, and it's always been very obvious, but especially with things happening in our climate, all of our con artists and scammers have been white. Yeah. Fully all white people. <laughs> And we have to talk about that, too. We have to call that out. White people are such scammers and they get away with so much. And that kind of leads us to what we're talking about today, which is cops. <laughs> Woohoo! So we're going to talk about the cops today. And I'm going to talk about how the cops are overall scammers. And then producer Kate has a very great story about how her mom scammed the cops, I believe, um, which I cannot wait to hear. Oh, good. I can't wait to hear all about it. <laughs> Okay, so the cops are scammers. Here's what you need to know about the cops is that we've only had them for 200 years. We've o- they've only existed in our country for 200 years. And before that, we had slavery Rural. for 300 years. Yes. So cops are a new thing. So, like, lately there's all these calls to defund cops. It's just to, like... Mm-hmm. It's just because, like, we can do it. We can do life without them. Right. Here are some of the general sketchy things that cops do. Um, and the police institutions do so one they have pba cards which are these cards that they give to their friends and families and you put in your car so like if you're parked illegally or something Mm -hmm. you just put your pba card in the dashboard and then you won't get a ticket Mm -hmm. or if you get pulled over you just hand them your license and your pba card and you won't get a ticket and every cop gets a certain a certain amount every year to give them out oh yeah they're all over queens is a scam I was going to ask, is this similar to like um, when you have like a cop union bumper sticker or like a fraternity of the order of blue, whatever, whatever on your car. So when you get pulled over, they don't give you a ticket. Yeah, this is the same. Okay. Yeah. These aren't as like rare or just a certificate. This is given by the police departments to their family members. So it's much more official and it's really respected. And you'll have places like where. Yes. There's. 
you know, I'll see them all the time in Queens, like parked in front of a crosswalk and I'll have to use the crosswalk with my son in a stroller. And it's just the guy who I know lives down the street. It's just parked there. And it's very difficult. But these PBA cards are harder to come by and like they're more rare. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a taxi cab medallion. So the thing that got me Mm -hmm. all um, worked up about wanting to like research cops was what's going on in the protests, obviously, um, and hearing all the stories from around the country about different scams that the cops are running at the protests. So at different protests, Scott cops are preventing um people they'll they'll use these things called signal jammers which prevent your phone from getting a signal so that people can't talk on their phone and they can't text people and can't let them know where they're at the video um, and it creates like an interference with frequency ranges um and then the cell phone user loses the signal or experiences a loss of signal quality Mm -hmm. and then There's these other things that they use called stingrays, which are similar in that, but they kind of like jam up the network, but they also record your location. Mm. So somehow they're legal, um, but they are invasive cell phone surveillance devices that mimic cell phone towers and send out signals to trick cell phones in the area into transmitting their locations and identifying information. Oh, great. Which is crazy. (laughs) So there was rumors that cops were using these in D.C., um, Mm -hmm. both the jammers and the stingrays, which is crazy. But here are some signs that your um, phone might be be monitored. If your data usage is very high, um, if it's... If you have it in standby mode and it looks like it's still active, um, if it reboots automatically, unexpectedly, or if you're getting weird sounds during your calls, if you're getting weird text messages, if your battery light deteriorates quickly, um, if your battery gets really hot while it's idle, um, or if it shuts down automatically too. People blame that on themselves too. Those are some indications that, yeah, they're... It's frustrating because it, you think it's your fault. Like you think it's your battery that needs to be fixed if it's in fact these towers getting involved. But do we know what people can do to if they notice that to stop it or to? I don't know it? what you do. It's aside from the VPN right. thing that we talked about with Bingo like dumps. the dark web, where you can like scramble your signal mm-hmm. or scramble your location. I, I think that's the only thing you can do because this is like somehow legal. I see how it's legal because if they're trying to hunt, you know, specifically one person who is a murderer and they're trying to or find a hostage, like that's a different situation. But this is just a lot of times it's a peaceful protest. And there's this like one or two bad apples, but they say that about the cops. So if they're giving them allowances, why can't they give protesters allowances? Exactly. Sorry, continue. So also another conspiracy. This is from TikTok. It's from TikTok comments. It's very unvalidated. But there was a a conspiracy that a week ago or two weeks ago when um, there was the big um, when protests were a little violent outside the White House, um, people were saying that there's that everything went dark for five hours. And I don't mean just the lights. That means there was no cell phone signals or anything went dark for five hours from like 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. And then Tech Talk commentators are saying mm-hmm. that um, people went missing. Oh, I believe. And that. the cops yeah. were cleaning up the streets, like cl- washing off the streets when the sun came up. So we don't know if maybe cops killed people, but Ugh. shit went down. There, yeah. There is a conspiracy. There's a lot of shitty shit going on. It's the end of the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tear gas is a scam that's being used in 
Um, protests and tear gas 100%. is a chemical that has been banned by the UN for use in war since 1925 by the Geneva Protocol. So right. it, you can't use it in war, right. but yet cops are just shooting it at, at every protester all the time, which is let's use so it on shitty. our people. Mm-hmm. Um, these rubber bullets that cops are using are giant. They're like really big, and they're not rubber. Rubber is like a misnomer, um, mm-hmm. but they have like a metal casing. Do they? Like the front of it is rubber, but the back of it is metal. And there's been pictures of cops who've like shot people in the face with them and stuff. Like they're not being cool. Um, Right. Close range in the eyes. Yeah. There are people. No. Because uh, Sue, you have suggested to me multiple times to go on TikTok that it is like the cool hot thing. So I'm finally on (laughs) it. And it is the cool hot thing. And there's a lot of information about the protest there. And what's kind of cool is like people i guess it's not really cool but like people who are gun owners like gun advocates who are like really into their second amendment are describing like how lethal like they're pro protests and they're very much like these rubber bullets like here i have one let me show it to you it's actually super i'm gonna fire it at a piece of plywood and show you what it'll do to your skull like they're showing on tiktok like how bad they are by yeah, I haven't heard that. I'm not getting that, but that's crazy. I I follow farmers <laughs> on TikTok. So I'm really into watching cows, so that kind of bleeds over sometimes. It Things change in quarantine. Sure, sure. <laughs> takes all it takes kinds. all yeah yeah. You know, you just need a cow sometimes. It takes all kinds. At unprecedented times called for unprecedented. Cows are cute. Unprecedented cows. You know what? I get I get served a llama every now and then on my TikTok, and mm. I love those llamas. It's so nice. It's satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, pro- cops were provoking the riots yes, in they Minneapolis were when they first started. So I don't know if you guys saw, I saw it on TikTok and Instagram, but there was a cop that was, uh, mm-hmm. at the auto zone, like smashing the windows in. And then somebody like revealed his identity. Um, his name was Jacob Pedersen of the St. Paul police department. Oh, yeah. Um, and of That's course, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and the people who yes. died this and week and every week there's new profiled. Yes. It's awful. Uh, I know. Um, so the things they lie. So then they lie about what right. happens. Right. So they do all these scans and then they lie about what, what happens or they don't because it's report anything the victim's word against the cop's word mm-hmm. basically so when the older white guy was pushed down by the cop the cops had said that he tripped and fell they didn't say that they pushed him down and then it, mm-hmm. the right this happened buffalo in yeah buffalo for anybody who didn't understand and um this old man was you can see a whole video it's very disturbing he is so handing a helmet back to the police and the police just walk through him like a wall and push him down he falls down and you see blood coming out of his head and it's and they just keep walking it's so horrifying and it is exactly something that happened and it's real it's so sad it's so sad i don't know if he recovered but he was in um critical care yeah there were reports that that he's doing better or stable but i haven't seen anything since yeah um the minneapolis police account of george floyd's death so initially the police report left out the fact that he pressed that um derek chauvin pressed his knee on his neck for almost five minutes or nine minutes, Mm -hmm. left that out of the police report. Yeah. Um, In Sacramento in April, a police officer punched a 14-year-old boy multiple times while arresting him, but the officer's report didn't mention the punches at all, Mm -hmm. which is nuts. Um, I know with Breonna Taylor, um, they didn't mention any injuries in the police report. Her report report was completely blank. Yeah. Yeah, it was left blank. Yeah. 
It was insane. So according to CNN, this criminologist um, at Bowling Green State University says that lies like this are yeah. fairly common. And so the police just write whatever they want on the reports and then people go to jail. And they want to protect each other. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the meaning of systemic is the fact that like every single police officer knows it's okay to just write whatever they want because it won't be enforced yeah. or double checked. That's systemic. Right. Like there are people yeah. online who are like, what do you mean by systemic? That's mm -hmm. what we mean. <laughs> that it's a club. When the system is out. Yeah. So one big problem in getting police officers out and getting any pro police reform, like in any industry is the police unions. Yes. Yeah. The good news is that only about 10% of police officers are members, so it's not crazy. Oh, like, they're not like a mafia, or at least that's what wow. I that's what I heard. Mm -hmm. um, but huh. they still somehow protect everyone. <laughs> that's what I read on CNN, but they still are very, very um, forceful. Yeah. So there's this, in, in St. Louis, there's this prosecutor named Kim Gard Gardner, and she wanted to be really tough on police violence um, and opposed the police. And she proposed um, a unit within the prosecutor's office that would independently investigate misconduct. And the local police union said that she would be move, removed by force or by choice. Oh, wonderful. Let's threaten someone. So unions are very influential in all of this shit. Mm -hmm. And in, I think in the disciplining of the police as well. So I think sure. with um, Eric Garner, that's why he, those cops didn't get, I think, I, I don't remember the results, but they didn't. They didn't get like severe punishment or anything like mm -hmm. that. It's because of the union. Mm -hmm. The unions do just swoop in. And I understand your union wants to protect you, but they aren't. I don't believe it's doing a civic service mm -hmm. by hiding or, you know, forgiving really horrible acts that deserve time in prison or reform and, uh, you know, basic mental health checks, <laughs> you know, you can mm -hmm. you can have a great union, but you need to be doing you need to be working on all sides, not just bailing people out. Across the country, people are talking about defunding the police. And we right. want to talk about like what that actually means. Yeah, it makes people so the scam of policing all told altogether, the U.S. spends a hundred billion on policing every year mm -hmm. and then another um, 80 billion on jails, on the jail system right. itself. And then the U.S. spends money on millions of dollars to fight police misconduct lawsuits. So when police get sued, you got so Chicago, for instance, spent 55 million in 2017 and 113 million in 2018 to fight these lawsuits. Wow. So they pay these legal fees and the settlements and all this stuff. So just to give you an idea of what that budget means, those are like budgets that are bigger than the military budgets of entire countries. So like yeah. our, our budget for cops is bigger than the entire military budget of North Korea, which is crazy. And North Korea is terrifying. You'd think they have a huge They're budget. They're scary. Yes. They're so scary. And they spend less than us on on their military. Well, you don't have to spend <sighs> that much when you have a dictator. <laughs> He's taking yeah, that's care of true. it. He's telling you it'll be fine. <sighs> so, so the so people are calling right now to defund yeah. the police, and what that means is not not having police. It means reallocating the funds to things like housing, education, healthcare, right. jobs, mental health care, small businesses. Um, in L.A., they say it'll take $167 million to end homelessness, 
whereas our police budget is um, proposed at $3 billion. So we want that reallocated oh to be um, where there's something right now called the People's Budget LA, where they're trying to reallocate those funds so that the police only get 5% of the money that they're trying to get um, and it's reallocated and they can and do everything. And here are some examples of the um, ways that money could be spent a little differently. So workers in New York City public hospitals had to organize a pressure campaign to get soap in their bathrooms. Transit workers in D.C. had to threaten a strike to get functioning brakes on their buses. And then during a teacher strike in Oakland, an elementary schooler was on the picket line and said the chant, what do we want? Paper. When do we want it now? Because their school did not have paper, which is insane. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Your mom sued the cops? Yes. My mom sued the city of High Springs, Florida because oh of the police department there. So my mom is, uh, she's a public school teacher. And she, along with waking up at 6 a.m. to teach special ed middle school students, she also loves to stay up until 2 o'clock at night looking up public records. <laughs> And trying to <laughs> bust the system. You got yeah, it. My mom is. She, <laughs> you got it. She could be an independent contributor to the show because she just loves She's research. Amazing. Kind of. Can she? Yes. Please. Um, I'll talk to her about it. Uh, especially if she's on summer. She has a lot more time. Um, she's Great. welcome. She's so tired. she. <laughs> so the okay. So my mom moved to High Springs, Florida when I went to college. We're originally from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, the difference mm -hmm. is, is High Springs is near Georgia and is very southern and red and rural. And Fort Lauderdale, Florida is basically mm -hmm. Miami. So very, right, cool. very, very different places. Um, but anyway, she moved up there. She bought a cute little house out in the country um, and got, b made an antique shop in town and, and then was a public school teacher there. And then across the street from her were this mm -hmm. married couple who they were both police officers at the local mm -hmm. police station. And she would go over there and go in their um, above ground uh, pool, which all people in the South have um, and like have margaritas and <laughs> hang out. And mm -hmm. she like thought they were really cool. And they actually were really cool. As much as I am a cab, these two people actually were great. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, Steve and Debbie, I'm going to go ahead and say their names. Who cares? Uh, it's They're fine. Great. They were cool people. Well, anyway, 
she was over there like hanging out with Debbie, her cop friend. Um, And she was like, oh, we have a new person uh, who just got hired at the High Springs Police Department. And my mom was like, Mm -hmm. oh, cool. Great. Where's he coming from? And she was like, oh, she got he got hired from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where we were from. My mom happened to know a lot of cops in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, (laughs) because my dad was kind of a scumbag and would hang out with corrupt cops. (laughs) One Not of the them greatest. specifically named Nick Novaro, who you can look up. I think he was indicted by the FBI. So apparently he was friends with my dad. Oh, my geez. dad's terrible. So it's fine. Very expected. Yeah. At this point, my mom is not with my dad and hasn't been with my dad for like 20 years. Anyway, mm-hmm. whatever. So she was like, but maybe I know this guy. Um, and so she was like, his name is Clint Knowles. And my mom was like, okay, I don't know him, but I'm still going to Google him because that's <laughs> who she is. And she found out that he not only, the first thing she told me was that he shot an alligator. And I was like, mom, that's not unique in Florida. But, who hasn't? Um, <laughs> but apparently he also sexually assaulted two women at an Applebee's, Ugh. a mother and a daughter. Oh, God. Ooh. Super fucked up. Um Uh, In his testimony, because obviously when he got convicted of assaulting these women and was suspended from his current job in South Florida as a police officer, in his testimony, uh, he admitted to drinking on the job. At one point, he drank 30 beers in one day. What? So not only is he a sex offender, he also drinks on the job and was not fired or imprisoned but was suspended from his police officer job. So, of course, he gets offered a job and hired uh, by right. the High Springs Police Department because if, if there's anything a, a a country police department will do, like they're doing now in Brevard County, Florida, for the officers that quit in Buffalo, is they love a bad cop and they will hire him Ugh. immediately. So, anyway. Ugh. What is going so they hired on? Him. Um, oh, what got him out of being put in prison is that he went to rehab for his 30 beers a day. Um, and the judge was like, oh, you're cured now. <laughs> like, you're no longer <laughs> a, a, a predator because you went to rehab. Um, okay. So my mom went to this next city commission meeting in High Springs and was like, hey, why have you hired this man who went to rehab, assaulted women, and has been on one-year suspension from uh, FDLE, whatever that is, some kind of law enforcement officers? Um, and she found out that Clint Knowles, the officer's brother, was a captain at the Gainesville Police Department, which is a big police department nearby mm. the High Springs Police Department, and that his father was a SWAT team guy. So Clint Knowles' father was a SWAT team. Anyway, the point is, is that he was connected through his family. So he had influence yeah, in which... mobbed up. Exactly. So the chief of police mm-hmm. yeah. at the High Springs Police Department was like, oh, you're a, a Knowles. You're important among the police network. So you're welcome to our police department. And so my mom learned all this through Google and was like, this is garbage. Um, So he's hired. And my mom goes uh, to the county clerk or the city clerk. I don't know. Um, But because of this thing called Florida Sunshine Law, which is not in every state, but happens to be in Florida for like, a penny a page you can get all public records anything court documents um just arrest records anything oh and she loves it she can't find it on the internet she will march her little butt down to the county clerk and get it printed get (laughs) it printed out get it faxed to her whatever's necessary we love her and we need her um i'm I'm telling she'd be good at it um but anyway she so she looked up all the records on clint knowles 
um, to basically petition the city council that he not be hired because she didn't feel safe because she had a daughter who went sure, to school there, sure. right? younger sister. Um, and the city clerk, first off, who was friends with the police chief, delayed getting the county clerk. So there's there's another part of the law for public records that says you have to get it in a timely manner, and that was violated, so she later sued the city for that. But also um, what she found was that what the records, the per- she got all the personal personnel records for Clint Knowles, and happened to be that she got a lie detector test that he took for when he assaulted these women. And okay. half of the lie detector test or a large portion of it was redacted. And the reason, <laughs> yes, and the reason that they redacted it, it also is apparently what took a long time for them to get the records to hers because they had to redact all this stuff. You got to work the on that, The reason they yeah. redacted it is because there's something in the public record legislation that says um, that while certain tests can be public record that the questions and answers have to be redacted so people can't cheat on the test. Like if you want to be an esthetician, you can go pull the public record of other people's licenses and maybe like be able to cheat on the test. So they made that a thing. But what they're saying here is that his lie detector test needed to be redacted because it's a test. And she's like, okay, Mm. but not everybody's answers are going to be the same (laughs) on the lie detector test. Not everybody assaulted the same two women in an Applebee's. Right, exactly. Even just the simple thing of like, you know, are you a resident at blah, 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 blah. Like, yes, is not going to be the same. Anyway, so my mom goes to the law department at the University of Florida because she couldn't afford a lawyer and asked his famous civil rights lawyer if he (laughs) would defend her pro bono. (laughs) What? Yes. This guy named Joe yes, Little. Mom. The boss. He was an adjunct professor. Yes. Um, and he apparently was so well known that the judge that tried her Kate used case used to be a student of his. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, God. yes, and she agreed, and he agreed, and so they filed a lawsuit against the city of High Springs under the the fact that they violated the Freedom of Information Act by redacting this lie detector test. Um, everybody Amazing. gets deposed, so the police chief, Clint Knowles, my mom, everybody, the the uh, city clerk. Um, who wouldn't give her the stuff on time. Anyway, uh, it went back and forth. And what ended up happening is that they had to fire Clint Knowles. So that was her success. They did win the case, but she didn't win any money. I'm sure it came from the funding of like police misconduct cases that have to be paid out. They did win the case, but it basically just paid for the lawyer's fees. And they then appealed it to the Florida Supreme Court. (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> of um, dead. and the of supreme course. court ruled in their favor <laughs> or the appellate court oh or whatever God. yes so um i love this because your mom could hero. just be like bebopping around that pool and she didn't have to get her little she, nose in any of this and she but did yet no, she but did. she does do this <laughs> there and we maybe will have to talk about this at another time but she also got someone at my school fired because they were violating title nine stuff where both genders of like a sports have to receive the same amount of funding and they weren't doing that for, for like her. the baseball teams and so get she got out. anyway it's a whole thing <laughs> she loves wow. taking people down <laughs> yeah Obviously, the scam here is that cops are never punished for anything. But yes. yeah. also, to back up Sue talking about them lying and doing whatever the fuck they want all the time, um, they while this was all going on, because, of course, it went on for, like, I don't know, two years, the, the chief of police who, um, like... 
had basically had it out for her because all this stuff was going on. And also like his brother was embezzling money with the city council for a sewage thing, whatever. It's small town drama, but the chief of police started specifically harassing my family. No. So yeah. So one of the things they did was he, um, my mom also had an above ground pool. Um, and it's something that you're technically supposed to get a permit for. Um, and in like the five years, uh, and like, like my mom looked up five years of records of above ground. <laughs> of course she did. She got basically got cited for it. He wrote up a citation saying she's not allowed to have it, that she didn't pull a permit for it. And my mom was like, oh, well, I'm going to go look at the last five years of permits pulled for above ground pools. Oh, there's been Whoa. two. And I'm looking around and there's at least 30 in my apartment or in my um, housing yeah, complex. Yeah. So she was like, so all of these don't have permits and I'm the only one getting it. So she thought about pursuing like a harassment case. And then she was like, no, I'm wow. already in the middle of this case. So she just pulled a permit and it was like $200 or something. She's so smart. She's so smart. Yes, she's, she defines pettiness. I can't even. And then the other thing she did, the other thing he did is that he ran um, my stepdad, so her husband's name, like under his criminal record search. And my stepdad has a really generic name. His name is Patrick Rush. Um, and his name is like Patrick John Rush. But Troiano, the chief of police in High Springs, found uh, this guy named Patrick Brian Rush. So whatever, white guy name. And he had a criminal record for something terrible, assault or whatever, and started telling everyone in the town that like my stepdad worked in and owned an ice cream shop and whatever, that he had this like terrible criminal record. That's so horrible. And my mom knows he did this because she heard all the rumors and then she marched her little butt down to the city county clerk and she said, I want to look up, because it's public record, it's fully transparent. She said, I want to look up all the names that have been run by the High Springs Police Department Oh in the my last six gosh. months. And she went through like page she goes through like pages and pages of physical papers to find, oh, look, on this date, when he said something to me on the street, he looked up Patrick Brian Rush's name. And then after this date, all these rumors <gasps> started. That's how she Wow. And so did that. she like yes. clear your stepdad's name? Uh, I don't know. I mean, what it's gossip. It's town gossip. And I also think this guy was such the chief of police was known for like harassing female police officers and like generally being just a giant douchebag. There's only 3000 people in the town. I think they all kind of knew. Yeah. It was terrible. It was up. Yeah. So, you know, and this, this lawsuit was like all over the papers as well for this case. So it was a little bit of that. Is she still friend? Is she still friends with Debbie and Steve (laughs) with the pool? She, I don't think so. Mainly because she moved to another town. (laughs) she's read all the records in town she has to go read new records in a yeah. different town um and mm-hmm. dismantle another police force but steve actually ended up becoming the police chief in the oh. town after troiano was eventually oh. fired for something unrelated to my mom but well deserved um mm-hmm. and steve and steve was great and very wonderful and i follow him on facebook and actually i know i'm all a cab but like he's lovely go steve <laughs> <laughs> like he's a BLM supporter. Like he's Steve in high school. He's amazing. Steve, <laughs> you're really doing. You're pulling he's one. Very for the nice. Team. He he had this pitbull that he got when they were like doing a drug bust on a house that he adopted and loved, and it would sit in his lap like a baby. Steve was great. Steve and Debbie, Steve fantastic. Is oh, one of the truly greats. quality. Steve. Truly quality. Um, See, your mom helped bring about this change. Yes, and my mom helped bring about. 
first the Clint Knowles getting fired and then eventually Triana got fired um, for having an aggressive argument with the city manager in a meeting or something like that. Um, Not assaulting yeah. women. Nope. It has to be a little <laughs> argument. And so while I'm having this whole conversation with my mom and she's telling me, and the other crazy thing too is I called her and I was like, hey, I'm going on this out of the blue, right? She's outside gardening. And I'm like, hey, mom, uh, I'm going on this podcast about scams. Can you tell me about the time you got the police chief fired? And she goes, well, I didn't get him fired. Let me tell you what happened. So in 2012, and she just went like 30 minutes. She knew every detail I chronologically. Oh and then, so I went down to the clerks and her name was Jenny. And Jenny, you see, she lived over on blah, blah, blah street. I was just like, mom, this is incredible. You're an encyclopedia. But, um... That's we then had a whole conversation because I had to ask her, as I imagine many people are doing. I'm like, hey, mom, how do you feel about the protests? Do you how do you feel about like your friends are across the street? We're police officers. How do you feel? And her response, I think, is really kind of lovely. And I would like to share that with you. She yes, is a special please. ed teacher. And she said to me, I literally yeah. was like, how do you feel? I'm protesting. I had this long preamble. And she says to me, if a kid spits in my face. I'm not allowed to punch him. So she was like, so these cops who are mad because people are yelling at them can't punch people is basically how she felt. Yeah. She was like, yeah. I have to take care of people who are, you know, for who are often violent for a variety of reasons that are not their fault. And I can't do anything about it. And the government pays me. So what the fuck are they doing with, with protesters who are reasonable? Yeah. And I was like, that's a really good outlook, they mom. Be, they should be held accountable to something, anything. Yeah. I mean, she also has a lot of, being mm -hmm. in public school, she has a lot of opinions about them being generally racist. But that was her opinion about this protest specifically. Is like, if they can't keep their cool. She's definitely right. They shouldn't have that job. <laughs> if I couldn't keep my cool around what yeah. I do, I wouldn't have this job. She's terrifying. So, yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. We applaud her, though. She's wild. She's thank crazy. you. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you, Kate. Of course. Thank you, Kate. Mm -hmm. Guys, basically, um, we there's a lot of crime that can go down, you know, I was going to say in front and behind the curtain, but that's not <laughs> what I meant. Basically, cops are criminals, too. Yeah, they can, they, they just, uh, they just need to have so many more checks and balances than they do. And I'm sure somebody listening is a cop lover, and I'm sure your dad or stepdad was a great person. I'm positive. But the problem is, is that we need more people holding those accountable who are not good. Those yeah. racist bigots and sexual predators. Like in every other industry, Absolutely. they're held accountable. Why aren't they being held accountable Absolutely. in an industry that it promotes justice? Yeah. Sorry it's such a bummer, but thank you guys for um, tuning in and thank you for your hard work protesting because that shit is making a difference throughout the entire country. Yes. And do not slow down. Keep up with the fucking agitation and letting people know about it because there's strength yes, in numbers. Yes, this isn't a trend. This is a change in our country. 100%. Um, and if you have one event about cops, you can email us at scamwowpodcast at gmail.com or... Yeah, go on our website at skimwapodcast.com. Yep, and if you want to give us a call, because you know I love a phone call, you can call our hot tip hotline at 347-509-9414. And we would love to hear from you if anything's happening, um, if you've had experience of scams while you were during protests, like while you're on the street, like tell us what's happening. Um, this podcast is all about scams. 
and we're here for you. Yeah. And if you're a person of color who's been mistreated by the cops, we definitely want to hear that. And we definitely want to use whatever resources we can to amplify your voice. Well, your story deserves to be told no matter what. But thank you guys for listening. And we will see you next week. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you, Bye. Producer Kate. Oh, thank you, Producer Kate. Thank, you, thank Kate. you, Kate's mom. Have you ever been stuck on a call you really wish you could get off of? I guess it's official. Oh. I guess we're partners. Thank you. I Here we go. I feel like after that incredible dinner that we had with you the other night, and I'm, I'm not going to tell you how much it was. But you try like, to put two dozen oysters in a spreadsheet, you know, your accountant's not so happy. So. Can't even write those off when, yeah, they, when they come from Seafood gets tricky, so. Right. Conference call follows a down-on-her-luck tech industry wonderkin by the name of Julie Burke, who has no other choice but to partner with two brothers from the reject piles of Shark Tank as they desperately try to develop their next invention. When recordings of Julie's calls with the Toad Bros end up in the hands of an investigative journalist, she presents her audience with the wild twists of Julie's story, showcasing the best of their worst, most cringeworthy phone calls. Conference Call, a Paradiso Media production presented by Realm, stars Elizabeth Henstridge, Jeff Ward, Gregory Stees, and Emma Roberts, and featuring Karen Gillan, Beck Bennett, Dimi Dijuibe, Clark Gregg, and many more. Be sure to listen and subscribe to Conference Call wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at realm.fm.